Welcome in. Hey! And welcome under. Welcome to Under the Apron, the podcast where we expose the pink underbelly of the service industry, slinging the dirtiest dishes 24-7 over at Twitter and Instagram at Under the Apron. We're happy to be here this evening. Yes, we and I are. Want, we got a guest tonight. I'm very excited about her. We'll get to her in a minute. Um, I would hey. also like to welcome my co-host the evening, Tim, the tool man Taylor is in the house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like cocaine. Yeah, 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 he does. Yo, I bet he still parties, don't you think? So this evening, I'm very excited to announce that we have a guest, uh, old friend Woo. of mine. She will be joining us. Um, first, let me just give you a little rundown of what we're going to do. We're going to talk a little news, then we're going to hear our guest's story. Then we're going to do a little topic roulette, which is where we surprise each other with a topic, us to the guest, guest to us, discuss for seven minutes. We'll do a little Q&A, and then we'll do Fast Five, because it always works so well, and which it really, really does lately. It has been. Anyway, I'd like to introduce uh, a good friend of mine, Jen, to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome under the apron. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Glad to be Hi, here. Jen. Hi. Yeah. How do you guys know? How do you guys know each other? Service industry. Work yeah. together. Yeah. In the oh, city? dummy. <laughs> no. <laughs> in, in New York City? No. Well, Allentown. Back in, uh, back in the A-Town. Back the, in A-Town. The, the, the real uh, birthplace of the service industry. Yeah, the, the, the nitty. The cornerstone of all service industry. <laughs> uh, all my service industry, pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't think you're putting Allentown on the map, dude. This I podcast ta- might put Allentown on the yeah, map. Yeah, Jen, I talk about Allentown a lot because that's where all the, really that's where all the restaurants were that I worked at. I mean, sh- crazy shit happens there. Uh, Allentown's cool. I heard Allentown's got like a hockey team now and shit. It's not that great. It's really overrated. It's not that great. <laughs> I mean, I've been. I know it's not that great, but I thought it was trying to get better. Where Where is it? Like, how close is it to Philly? It's like an hour. Okay. An hour. Yeah. Yo. Time's out. Is there any way, though, for real, that, do- that I can get the dog be- out of here? Yeah, it's, it's going to be on the, the, the thing recording. Is, if I put him outside and I close the door, he's going to be barking the whole problem. time. All right, fine. All right, fine. He's Fair on our way back, so he, hopefully I can get him out. It's fine. Out of here. It's fine. I just do you want me to just kill to- him? Because honestly, I could kill him. I'm not really that <laughs> attached to this thing. No, as long as you do it off camera. <laughs> Why would we put it off camera? This is perfect content. Have you ever seen, uh, what was it, something cats, where the guy killed cats and then eventually killed that guy? Anyway, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's for another what? time. No, There's a documentary not... on Netflix about a dude oh, who, who like yeah, was killing yeah. cats online. Yeah, you never seen this? No. It's That's called crazy. like Don't Mess with Cats. Don't or mess something. with cats. Yeah. So this Yo. this guy, this guy really wanted to be famous and he was like trying to be a model and an actor and it wasn't working out. And then he eventually he was so such a fucking sociopath and so just all he cared about was being famous that he realized that he could make like fucked up content. That would get him uh, famous. So he started like murdering cats online and that would get him like a lot of views. And he just got became even more obsessed with it. And he eventually lured this kid in into his house under the guise of being like an audition for a for a movie. And then he tied him up and murdered him and like ate him online. Yeah. Like in on in live live on like a, a feed. Yeah. And then eventually got caught and put in jail as a yeah. fucking psycho. So we let's don't do really that. need to watch you ready? Now, but here, here's the here's the sequel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, then they'll make a documentary about us called Don't Fuck With Dogs. <laughs> don't fuck don't fuck my dog. <laughs> don't fuck my dog. Well, unless your dog is consensual. This is consensual. 
Uh, all right, enough dog fuck talk. Let's uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome back the- to your favorite podcast. Don't fuck my dog. <laughs> don't fuck. Well, don't unless it's your dog. It's okay if yeah, it's yeah. your dog. Yeah, Is there yeah. anything I learned from road trip? Because it's, it's your dog. dog. It's fine. Thanks. All right, let's jump into the news. Uh, enough of this ridiculousness. Um, yeah, the first so the first piece of news is coming from uh, over across the pond in uh, UK for Valentine's Day. This couple went out and dined and dashed, and then um, the owner of the pub made this like idle threat that they had them on camera and they knew who they were or something. Like they that's what they said to the newspaper in the small town. Which I don't think was actually true. And they were like, if you don't come pay the bill by four o'clock the next day, we're calling the police. So they did went and paid. The, I guess the <laughs> girlfriend the girlfriend went and paid. I don't know if she tipped now. I guess she didn't really tip in the UK. No, you don't. Um, no. But yeah, I guess at 8 p.m. someone went and, and tipped it and they believe it was the girlfriend. And dude, they fucking said that they had like gorged themselves on steak, lobster, and numerous of bottles of wine. This bill's 179 pounds. I can see the receipt. They had four bottles of wine. Like this well, place seems like a real fucking deal. And yeah. lobster and filet. Wow, surfing. Let's turf. go. Yeah. You want to go? No, I. I mean, I do want to go. It's in um, Allentown. Def- <laughs> no. Uh, Allentown, Sto- England. Stokesley, Northshire. Stokesley, uh-huh. Stokesley, North Yorkshire. That's like the most British sounding town I've ever heard of. <laughs> it sounds like it's in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and so you know, everyone's happy that uh, they got Bill got paid, and uh, so English the other- are not known for their cuisine though, so it probably suck. They yeah. uh, that is very true. <laughs> British food is typically garbage, from what I hear. It's not great. Yeah. Although they they do have this, I, I used to be married to a, uh, an English woman, and so I, I spent some time out there. And for the most Sorry. part, the the food thing is like is pretty accurate. But they think they do a thing called a Sunday roast, and it's like oh yeah, everybody everybody yeah, in England does it. And it's just every Sunday they have a roast, and it's like I forget what's in it. There's more or less the same thing. It's kind of like Thanksgiving dinner, where it's, there's a handful of things that are in it, and that was actually really good. And well, then after, I remember after the first time I had it, I was like, "Wait, why don't you guys just do this more often? Like, why everything else sucks? Why do you have get rid of Sunday and just do a roast every day? Yeah, yeah, it's just the roast. It's the roast of England. Um, <laughs> there's some good. There's some restaurants in New York do that do a good Sunday roast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've been since yeah uh, since I found out about it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, the other one's uh, a quick one. Also, uh, this one's out of chat of a coming in from a coming to coming, coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> coming from America. Coming. I kept wanting to say coming to coming America. To America? Yeah, oh. That's not right. Um, that boy. Good. Come in. Um, so. Good and terrible. <laughs> crazy. So, you crazy. So essentially. This guy left his phone number for the waitress. It was like a $200 check. And whoever paid the bill did not tip. And so she put it on the old TikTok. People saw it. 300,000 people saw it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Two million people saw this. That's a lot. It seems like a lot. I don't know anything about TikTok, but that seems like a lot. And... (laughs) So the whole thing, like the guy was like on blast then, like, I guess they reached out to her and the guy who left his number because I because she texted him. It was like, if you're going to leave your number, just so you know, you should probably tip. Yeah. And then like he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe my friend didn't tip. I, you know, I had no idea. I kind of tend to believe him because that's a real ballsy move to leave a yeah. number yeah. and not tip. And oh, and yeah. they wrote like you're cute or something like that. Whoever left the number did. 
And then, so then the other guy who originally paid the check Venmoed her $75. Oh. Which was like a 40% tip. <laughs> and then the fate of as to whether or not that waitress and that the server and that gentleman ever hooked up, I don't know. But, has, that, know. has that ever happened to either of you that, that you've had somebody like leave their number uh, and then not tip? Because it's happened to me twice. What? Yeah. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm like, I, what? There's just no way. Like, I don't even care if which they weren't, but if they were like gorgeous and I like, we were really vibing and I'm interested, mm-hmm. it's such a red flag to not tip. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm not, I'm not doing this. He hooked up with both of them, I bet. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I gave them a tip. Uh, that's, just, a real, just a tip. that's a real bold move. I don't even understand it's a, just that. Just a dumb move. Yeah. It, basically, what it says is like, they are so clueless about yeah. the service industry that, that, even when like they obviously they want to leave their best impression and they still don't know to tip like what the fuck is that i i, I have no time yeah. for that i've had one guy do that and i was like he came back in a couple weeks later he's like did you see that i did that and i was like you didn't leave me a tip i was like i don't feel like going on a scavenger hunt you know <laughs> I mean? like come on like i'm not gonna call you and then be like okay now when we go out to dinner i'm gonna have to be embarrassed because you're not gonna tip again i was right. like no that's yeah. okay. so it did exactly. happen to you yeah Oh damn! That's never happened to me. Mm-hmm. Chris is just such a good server that everybody tips Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like the number. The number's extra. I don't really even. Need it. <laughs> the number was actually just a tip. It was. This is a, mil- a million dollar tip. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's hit story time. So Jen, it's mm-hmm. on you. You got a story for us? I do. You know. Um, let's do it. I don't know. I feel like. Uh, like working with you, I was kind of like when I like slid under the radar, I didn't, you know, try and make myself too known. Uh, I kind of, I don't know, did my own thing. Like we were all like hanging out as friends, but I tried not to cause any problems at work, at least tried not to. But um, I worked, um, I had, once I had my son, I stopped working as a victim's advocate at the courthouse. Um, and I told my husband, I was like, look, I just want to work like one or two days a week. And honestly, you make more money bartending in one day than you do an entire week as like a victim's advocate, which is really sad. So um, I only work one day a week and I'm the opening bartender on a Sunday and the guy in the kitchen, I kind of recognize and I'm like, hmm, uh, okay. So I, I would just walk in and say, you know, hi to the line cooks and uh, the place that I work, you, you, uh, when you signed in as like the opening bartender, the person who signed in after you your name was on all the checks though, like that went back to the kitchen. So even if let's say Kristen wrote right, in right. something that comes up as my number, my name. Right. So, so annoying when it's like that. I fucking hate that shit. So anyway, so <laughs> the guy I see in the kitchen, I realize now is I I was uh the advocate for his girlfriend because oh, he had like beat this girl up. And I was what? like you know, oh. so I was like, okay. I, I didn't bring it up though. I was just like I only working. You didn't one bring day. it up. No, I didn't say. Anything. I'm surprised I was like, you didn't go over and like just punch him in the mouth. As much as I wanted to, I just kind of lifted him. I, I feel was like, like if you were like, I'm, I feel like younger Jen would have hit him, or at least got in his face. Uh, yeah, I feel like that too. But it, it gets <laughs> better. It does get better. So All I was right. like, you know, it's in my back pocket and save because I might need to use this later, and I did. So I was like, hmm, I remember him. I was like, his poor girlfriend. He was in jail because he beat her up so bad, and I'm like her advocate at the courthouse. So I didn't say anything on a Sunday, only work one day a week, try and fly under the radar. And um, 
I walk in the kitchen to get something and he yells at me. He looks at me. He's like, hey. And I turned around. I'm like, are you talking to me? He's like, yeah. He's like, you can't just ring anything in here and expect me to know what it is. And I'm like, let me see the ticket. He's like, it says your name. I'm like, newsflash, asshole. It says my name on all the fucking tickets. And, he's like, and I'm like, it says Jen on all of them. I'm like, check your fucking glasses. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, it says Jen on all of them. Can you not read? And he's like, oh. And I was like, uh, I didn't ring it in. And he's like, but it says your name. And I'm like, are you that fucking stupid? So this is like where like Jen went into like Jersey Jen. And I was like, you know what? I was like, why don't you go back to beating your girlfriend, you fucking piece of shit? Oh. At this point, I see my boss is standing in the kitchen and I'm like, you know what? I'm like the dog that like jumps on a chair and like, I might as well just like grab the bone off the table. Cause I'm already in trouble. So I <laughs> fucking have it at this point. So I was like, why don't you look at through those big fucking glasses of yours and look Columbo that my name is on every fucking It wasn't just me. So he's like, Oh, and so I just kind of looked at my boss and just kept walking because I'm like, I might as well walk out the back door because I know. I'm fine. <laughs> but I thought, and then I hear him go, Did that go the way you think it was going to go? <laughs> and I was like, Wait, the okay. boss or the so cook? I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So my boss said nothing. He had nothing to say to me. And he was like, Don't piss her off again. Wait, the boss said like, that to the cook? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he goes, Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? <laughs> I was like, okay. That's amazing. I, like, I text my husband right away. I was like, I'm probably fired, just so you know. I was like, just so you know, I'm probably coming home early. Like, <laughs> open my mouth and it wasn't good. And he was, <laughs> he's like, I've been waiting for this. But I was just like, okay. And then my boss said nothing to me. And amazing. every time, I, and after that, that guy would not even like look up at me, nothing. Yeah. And he was like, Fine. He was just, I said, do you remember me? And he's like, I don't. And I was like, I was your girlfriend's advocate. I was like, after you beat the crap out of her. And he just looked down and never said another word to me. So yeah, it got, that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. What, yeah, seriously. Wait, so can, can you just real quick run me through what exactly that means as being an advocate? Like you're, you're just like a caseworker or like a social worker or? Kind of, um, with less qualifications, but um, kind of. <laughs> The sense that like we don't have as much schooling, but um, you're kind of like the attorney, like the DA's right hand man, where like when the victim walks in the courtroom, if like the attorney has like a ton of things going on at one time, you say, OK, this is where you're going to sit. The defendant is over there. If you don't want to look at them, you're going to sit over here and you kind of explain to them like what's going on in the courtroom. Like and I like I can't give them any legal advice, obviously, because I'm not an attorney. I wish I was. But um, you're just kind of like they're almost like if they don't have somebody there, you're like their friend or like, like, you know, like, for lack of a better word, like advocate, like your friend there to like, kind of like, if you what need an amazing if, job. Yeah. It was very supporting, but um, that's awesome. That you did that. Yeah. Amazing job. But uh, yeah, unfortunately it doesn't, doesn't pay well at all. So yeah, it sucks but, that all like the important jobs and the jobs where people <laughs> are really doing shit like teachers and fucking or victims advocate or, you know, Police yeah. or I guess police, some of them with overtime and shit make like a fortune depending on where you live. But you know what I mean? Like firemen, especially mm -hmm. podcasters. <laughs> you know, I legit almost just spit my drink all over the computer, on the computer, on the microphone, about everything. It's really a shame. They, they, they really need to, you know, in society, podcasters um, are helping so much. 
Did you only do, was it only domestic violence you did? Or is it a vic, other victim advocate? Vic, I really can't talk tonight. Victims advocates for everything. They don't have them for like um, larceny, theft, stuff like that. Um, but as far as like, definitely for like victims of like sexual assault, domestic assault. What about like it's just like, violent crimes, like in general? No. Oh, uh, no. well, yeah. Yeah, a lot it, of it, it has to be like more like a personal like like who who draws that line? You know what I mean? I'm not trying yeah. to get into the whole thing. I'm just more just very yeah. curious for myself. Now, a lot of the violent crime is honestly domestic. It's yeah. crazy. A lot of the violent crime is is, is domestic. Yeah. Allentown, I, baby. When I first I actually got the job because I was working at an Irish pub and the detective used to come in all the time. And I said, oh, I actually applied for a job. And he was like, as an advocate. And I was like, yeah. And I, he's like, let me tell you what you're gonna be dealing with. He's like, this poor woman is gonna say to you, I know, I know he's been arrested like 20 times, but I can talk to him. And you're like, but he stabbed you. I feel like you <laughs> talk to him. You know, and that's kind of like, as much as like you wanna help a lot of people, you feel bad because you're like, but he stabbed you so many times. Like, why is it that you think you can talk to him? I feel like you don't know how to talk to him. If anyone <laughs> talk to him, it's you. But yeah. like, so there is a lot of uh, domestic issues and then they end up, you know, going back and- And having all over again. Have you ever seen yeah. the same person more than once? Oh my God. Uh, I, can't even, I don't even know how you did this job. It sounds so frustrating and upsetting all at the same time. It is. It would get so we're like up oh, there back and you'd see them like walking down the hall, like hand in hand. And you knew it was going to end bad. And like the bailiff was going to come and separate them. And then like at the end of the you know hearing, they're walking hand in hand out again. It's yeah. after and before and after a domestic violence case. Yeah, that's nuts. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's crazy. Lamont, what are you looking at? Are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, no, I'm, I was just thinking this is by far the most like substance that this podcast has ever had. Like, Yo, it really is. But like, I don't want to get too serious. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm getting kind of like, this is upsetting. This stuff is yeah, upsetting. It's That's, very upsetting. It's so upsetting. That... No, go ahead. You have something? No, I mean. No, uh, not uh, you. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But she was holding her finger up. Did you have something you want to say? Well, the same detective was happened to be sitting at the bar that I was working at one night um, and a bunch of I, don't, I hate to say this but like southerners came in and uh, they came in they were sitting together they ordered a ton of stuff and I noticed like they kept all going outside to smoke cigarettes at the same time and I was like okay did they walk out on a bill or did they go outside to smoke so I look outside they're still there I was like okay and I heard that they're like working on a job somewhere who the fuck knows so I was like okay so the detective, he was like real cool guy. He just sits there real quiet, but he just kind of like takes everything in. I noticed like he doesn't say anything to anyone, but he's really observant like about what's going on. I guess that comes with the job. Yeah, but I, I should hope he is. Yeah, I fucking hope so. Right. So he says uh, he's like, did those guys leave? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, I haven't seen them in a while. And I was like, oh, shit. I heard that one of the girls that was sitting next to them worked with us. And they said they were on a way to a strip club. So the girl that I was working with happened to be a lesbian. And her girlfriend was like dancing or some shit. So I was like, <laughs> I called her and I was like, are those fucking like hicks with you guys? Like, did they fucking follow you? Like, what's going on? She's like, yeah, they parked right next to us. We're at, you know, a strip club. And I'm like, well, they walked out on their bill. So. I tell the detective, I was like, they're at the strip club. And he's like, get the license plate. I was like, okay. So I was like, right now I have to pay this and I have no tip on this. So like 2.15 in the morning after the bar's closed, the phone rang. 
And I was like, hello. And it's the detective. And he's like, did they say that they were staying somewhere? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, is it by any chance? Like it was a, what is it? Motel six. Of course it was like some shithole that they were staying. (laughs) But I was like, yeah, it's like a fucking feeder pickup truck with like fucking, you know, uh, Florida plate. So I was like, yeah, that's that. So he goes, all right, I'll call you back. I'm like, why you know and then all of a sudden he's like they'll be in tomorrow and i was like what do you mean he's like they'll just be in tomorrow so i go to open the bar he's like the guy is standing at the door he looks like he's shitting his pants nervous and i open up the door he's like ma'am i'm so sorry he's like i had no idea that you know who you I didn't know who you were and in my head I'm like who the fuck am I I'm a nobody but I was like okay and he's like I am so sorry he paid the bill and he tipped us extra so then another guy comes in like an hour later and he tips me so they ended up making more than the check was worth because it was amazing so a little nervous because then the boss walked in and I'm like so don't get mad but Detective actually, you know, uh, went to the hotel and found them. He's like, I don't give a shit. He's like, I think that's <laughs> yeah, for okay. real. I mean, shit. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, it's not like it's not like your fucking Uncle Johnny went or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the guy's the cop who's doing his exactly. thing. Dude, we should have bartender and and uh, waiter advocates who are basically just detectives who, who <laughs> chase down people who, who exactly. didn't tip and they like they, even if they have to go across like like private detectives they go across the country to the problem is tips. the problem is the the, the most <laughs> that job could pay is the tip and then the you're still getting nothing yeah, i know because like i need a cut my cuts yeah. their, your tip and now you get nothing except for satisfaction dog the tip hunter uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have any of you guys ever dined in Dash? No. I've probably walked out in a bar tab. I, but, I, but like, but like unknowingly, like I've probably right, been like right. so oh, yeah, drunk yeah, yeah, yeah. that I'm like, does someone pay? And then someone's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, let's go. I've done it twice, and I feel like, and this was both before I worked in the service industry. And now, when I look back on that, I feel so fucking yeah. ashamed of it. There was one time actually I knowingly did it, but we went back though. I, it was like our it was like the bar went to every single day so like the next day i was like bro my bad yeah i was like because he had told me if i would eat the receipt he's like if you eat the receipt we don't have to pay i was like what <laughs> i legit ate it and i was like let's get the fuck out of here and we had did. you guys we left had you, did you just watch it's always sunny in philadelphia this was before it's always sunny in philadelphia it probably even existed Okay, because yeah. that's a that's in one of the episodes. They have is a contract. It? They have a contract where, where she gets oh, 100% yeah. of the merch. Oh, and then Ma- oh, Mac no, this eats is, the contract. Oh, uh, this is yeah, this is way before that. Like yeah. a decade before that. <laughs> um, all right, let's keep it moving. Let's hit do a little topic roulette. So Laurent, you have a topic. So Jen, we're gonna we're gonna give you a topic. Uh well, all of us a topic, and we're gonna discuss it, and then a timer will go off, and then we'll do the same for you. Cool. Like coffee talk from Saturday Night Live, you mean? Exactly. Like. Exactly. That coffee talk just without Mike Myers. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. So I, I'm, I'm presenting first. You yeah. Show yourself. Okay. So so my uh my topic uh is romance slash hookups in the in the service industry, whether that's with your coworkers or with your staff. Do you do it? Have you done it? Or your what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or your bro workers, yeah, exactly. Um do you do you do it? Do you 
Do you not have you done it? What, what's the craziest shit that you've done or or seen happen in to other people that you work with? Chris, you go first. <laughs> oh man, bro, I almost used to exclusively dip my pan and company ink, <laughs> like exclusively. <laughs> and every time I did it, like always, it never really. Uh, well, yeah, it usually ended badly. Sometimes it just <laughs> ended yeah, like no, yeah. Because uh, sometimes it just it just ended okay and it was fine. And things were amicable and everything was cool and there was no drama and no one told anyone anything about what happened or anything, you know. Right. Uh, but that that was like you know few and far between. But yeah, there was like a period of time there where like every restaurant I worked at, at Blockbuster Video, even like it it it, start, <laughs> it started before restaurants, man. Yeah. B Buster, I'm fucking I don't know at least three different girls I dated there, and there was a small. Blockbuster video. There was like eight employees. <laughs> so like I dated a third of them. <laughs> it was so weird, man. Um, uh, but there's also definitely been situations where like, you know, also at sunset, I don't know if you know everybody, but like multiple people I was, but like, I wasn't serious with anyone. And then I'd always be afraid that they're like, what if they talk, you know, yes. they're in different departments. One was, you know, the hostess department and then you have a server department and then maybe those departments don't cross so much and then you just fingers crossed. There you go. How about you? Have you ever had anything like that or what's your experience been? I've definitely, uh, you know, taken part in the uh, hookup of the service industry. I feel like um, it's always very awkward, though, because I feel like most people do. And like, I feel like most of us are like rolling silverware at the end of the night and like three of us are sleeping with the same person that we're rolling <laughs> with that like <laughs> napkins and I'm going home with the guy that's rolling napkins and uh, this person's chef. And it's like, yeah, I feel like everybody does though. It's, it's just like the nature of the business. So what yeah. a funny thought though, to like think about it in that sense. Anyway. Yeah. For, for those, of, for those people listening who don't work in the service industry, uh, it's almost always like really, really incestuous. People just end up fucking each other. It's a lot of like, it's a revolving door. It's a lot of generally like people, younger people, people, decent looking people, people with big personalities. So, and then it's just like, you're getting drunk together at the night at, at, after pretty much every shift. It's just bound to fucking happen. But the, the funny thing is I was also Chris, just like everywhere I went that I, I almost exclusively either dated my staff or customers or it's whatever. It's so, so much like, easier. They're just right there. You know what exactly, I mean? They're there. Exactly. And, and pe- people I don't have would to always, look elsewhere. People would always <laughs> say like, don't do that, man. It's going to fuck you over. I dated my manager at the first restaurant that I worked at. We had to hide our relationship and uh, yeah, for a I've while. I've been there. And people were like, dude, this is not going to end well. It's not going to end well. No, it, it, it didn't. It, it, it was fine. It was, it was oh, like, there was no, mine there was no did not end well. I didn't have issues with any of this shit for the longest time, except that other than like you hooked up and now you're not and you see each other at work and maybe it's a little bit awkward, but that's not anything. Who gives a fuck about that? But never had any drama, whatever, until a couple of years back, like 10, 15 years into doing this shit all the time. Like I had totally lost sight of it. And I hooked up with this one girl once in a kitchen and she tried to like ruin my life for the next year uh, at, at this bar. She talked shit to every customer, talked shit to my manager. I don't even know about what, like, or what she could have expected. Uh, my my buddy, so me, me and one of my closest friends used to work at a restaurant together. And we, I mean, this is, we were 23, 24. Like we were at the height of just fucking around and not caring. And mm-hmm. he was hooking up with this girl who worked there and she had a long distance boyfriend and he was visiting from Colorado. So she went to get tested to make sure she didn't have anything. And she came back with, gonorrhea oh. oh so then she tells 
hey, I have gonorrhea. You're the only person I've been sleeping with. Just keep you, saying his name, so I got to have gonorrhea. Make it more work and, for me. But then because of that, he had to go tell every other girl that he was sleeping with, which one of them was like hooking up with our bartender. One of them was like uh, a regular. And like in the end, like three relationships ended because of it. Uh, and and like it caused so much trauma in my friend group in my in my restaurant and then it, and we found out a week later nobody had gone real. Oh no! When? <laughs> it was Yo, like this is the exact same plot from that one episode of The Office. Is it? Yeah, when he thinks he's got herpes. It's yeah, a yeah, cold be, sore. Yep. But that shit was fucking hilarious, dude. It was like a bomb went off in like the, because of just because of how incestuous everybody is. Everybody's fucking everybody. So mm-hmm. like one domino goes down and like three relationships end. And mm-hmm. nobody had gonorrhea. And, 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 and then we circle back and it turns out it was the dog all along. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to fuck my dog. <laughs> I thought it was called don't fuck my dog, but okay. yeah, we could go. We could take a different direction. The writers, the writers pivoted. Here we go. The old, the old timey. Oh, it's not old timey anymore, is it? It's just a regular motorcycle, I guess. We used to have an old timey car engine that we would use. But Chris, uh, also, yeah. But we're gonna thought. keep talking about this topic even though we're done. Well, I just, I just remembered. Uh, I too have every time. every once in a while had sex at at work, uh, like in the restaurants that or that I've worked at, and it's all like. It's a lot of fucking fun, even if it's gross. Like even if it's in like a basement or something. Just I the agree. fact that you have to hide it and that you could be caught. You know what yeah. I mean? It just it. Fuck yeah! I mean that's yeah. the case. You can say that about anywhere that's not home. That's true, but that's one of the <laughs> you only, don't have to be at work. It's one of the only places that I've regularly done that outside of like safe spaces. So um, I feel like you probably like, have sex more at work than you do at safe spaces. That's true. It's a good Actually, point. maybe not now, but there was definitely a time because <laughs> there was probably a time that you spent more time at work than anywhere else. Well, there was also a time when the basement of my restaurant looked way better than the apartment that I lived in. So yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'd rather not have her come back there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yo, baby, this bar is so nice. Yeah, look at that look at these. Let me show you the dry storage area. <laughs> <laughs> the dry storage. Look at that pickle bucket. But you want to sit on it? Maybe you want to turn around, put your hands on it. Um, all right. <laughs> that went too far. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jen, topic. Yeah. So now it's your turn. Hit us with whatever you're thinking. All right. Have you guys ever had to cut somebody off for being like too wasted? Oh. Uh, yes. Yeah. Laurent, go for it. You go first. I- <laughs> Uh, well, Jen, I mean, do you, do you have something? To, yeah. To... Oh, I, Jen, I bet. I'm, I, I think I've I think I've seen you do it. You probably cut, tried to cut me off before. No. <laughs> um, let's see. I have I definitely have done it. Never. It never goes well, though. No. Like it ne- never. Well, um, it's always a disaster because, you know, that the person's like too loaded and you're dealing with like a delusional person at this point that sounds fucking demented. So but I did have to uh, cut a cook off. Um, he worked in the kitchen and he came out and he started, you know, pounding him. And, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I want to take it down a notch, like work here, you know? And I, uh, I was giving him water and, you know, he just kept getting louder. And I was like, like I said, like this, like the last time, man. And, um, yeah. And then he just kept getting louder. And then he started saying some, some like anti-American shit. And that's when I was like, all right, motherfucker, that's the end of that. So like, I, he actually, with, this made it so much easier for me to throw him out. The fact that he had like um, a ponytail, like, <laughs> like you just had like douchebag written all over you. 
it, it almost reminded me of like uh, the new kids on the block when they used to have those like little tails. It was kind of like, Oh uh, my Prince God, the little rat tails. Rat tail. So he had a rat tail and this was like six years ago. It wasn't like in the nineties. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just took him by that rat tail and I ripped it like to the Whoa. left out the side door. And I was like, that's fucking, I had to call my boss and be like, you got to hire another fucking cook because this guy is a douchebag. Well, I mean, I just said he's fired. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Damn. that was like cut off stories. But uh, yeah, I was wanted that- a rat tail. My mom always said no. <laughs> I could see you so fucking quickly with a rat. I never tail. had it. As never a kid, had it. Though. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't allowed, man. My parents were too classy. I was too yeah. trashy. They were too classy. <laughs> your, your whole life path would probably be different if you did. If you were allowed to grow that rat tail out, you'd be a completely different person. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd be pretty similar. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much someone with an invisible rat tail. Yeah, yeah, you are. That's true. <laughs> I, I can see it if you look hard enough. But uh, as as far as the as far as the kicking people out of the the bar is concerned, um. I definitely have had to do I, I I work at like dive bars, so there's always somebody who probably needs to get get out. And like you said, it's the fucking worst because they're the worst person to have a rational conversation with or like who's who's going to be able to take responsibility for their actions. They're fucking blackout. And they're being obnoxious already. So it's like it's such a hard space to do it. I, I also find that like a lot of the times it, it comes down to men who are being disrespectful with women mm-hmm. and Either. and it's that's that too can sometimes it's very easy but it can be hard as like a guy watching something and seeing a woman who's clearly uncomfortable but she's not saying it and it's not so aggressive that like you can you, i can walk over there and say hey man like you need to leave these girls alone and and you might need to leave and then uh you know i, I can look like an asshole or a cock block or the, sometimes a girl will even say like no he's not doing anything like and then and now i'm fucked up as the bartender so you really have to like figure out where is the degree but also at the places that i work i have security guards so like oh. if and when we have to do it it's usually i usually have the luxury of going to them and there's been some shit you just happened. go to them and be like yo it depends cut it him depends off. on the situation yeah but most of the time you if, do if because you, it, are you able to do that yeah, I am. And and again, even then you, you choose you choose those you just uh, punch that dog. You just punch yeah. that dog in the face. <laughs> and look like you just punch that dog in the face. I saw, Chris, uh, I saw whatever's off camera. We don't see. Uh, no. But yeah, when, when when you do do that and again, it's a it's a luxury because these the whole, the whole thing is so complicated and you are afraid that they may flip out. And it's happened a couple of times where they have. And luckily, have, I've had security guards too. this one guy ended up cutting himself. Uh, oh. on the wrist and then like so then we had to call Wait, the cops you cut someone out and they cut themselves like self they, they were kicking him out because he was being really obnoxious and, and again creepy with women and he started to have like act really fucking weird like not just like an asshole but like drugs some sort of weird drug was probably involved and in the in the throes of him getting kicked out which got a little physical his arm got cut and so he started yelling they cut me they cut my wrist which didn't happen oh. it went over the police wire as uh a uh a person with a, a knife oh, God. Uh, cut somebody at a bar. So in two minutes, like 10 cop cars can converge on him. Oh. And so I'm like, okay, now this guy's going to step down because he realizes he's in trouble. He amps up. So there's a oh. circle of cops around this guy. He's screaming at all of them, just talking shit to all of them. At some point, he takes his pants off and he's just in his under- underwear running around in circles. And they're just like all kind of laughing at it and like, like <laughs> just like waiting. Did for he have a weapon? He didn't have a weapon, nothing. Why don't so they like, just fucking 
I don't fucking, him honestly. I have no idea what, just wanted to watch the show or what? I think happening? they just like there was no there was nothing specific that was happening at the moment that they came and we weren't making any complaints. So he, there was nothing. They realized the call was wrong. And then, so they didn't I have just some pepper sprayed him and been done with me it. Me too. And that's what eventually <laughs> happened. But it, but it took like 15 minutes of him having like a fucking meth freak out out there. I'm watching the whole thing. Like, Jesus Christ, thank God we get. And he ran around in his underwear for a while. And then finally something happened and they just like threw him down, tossed him, kind of put a, a knee on his head and cuffed him and tossed him in the back of the car. Damn. Yeah. No, I don't, I never really cut off people, but I've been cut off many times, but I usually take it very gracefully. I'm usually like, yep. Yeah, I know. I get yeah, it. See, I, that, All right, that, I'll that's, go. That's or there was times like back in the day, and I remember this happening at this bar that Jen used to work at O'Malley's, where I would, I would like literally like doze off. And then like the weight of my own head would wake me up. And they'd be like, bro, you can't keep doing that. I'm like, nope, nope. Eyes open. Eyes open. I promise. I'm staying awake now. I'm staying awake now. Like I would do, I would do everything I could though. Like I would be very amicable. Like, if I was getting tossed or being too drunk, I'd be like, you know what? You're probably right. I'm going I'm to go. I'm going to go. That's good, man. I wish more people were like that. Jen, have you ever gotten kicked out? I have not, luckily. Why? I have not. You never got kicked out of somewhere? That's shocking. Um, uh, I, I not have... even for fighting or for yelling or anything? Um, Let me think. I mean, no. it's not. All right, good for you. But I'm yeah. a little bit surprised. I know. And I'm almost disappointed in myself actually <laughs> yeah really jen you go out tonight and you get kicked out of a fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> um all right let's um hit a couple questions and then we'll do the fast five i know we're running a little long um i did have like a serious question actually you know what let me hit this question first fuck serious we're just so much serious shit yeah too much serious um what was your least favorite side work in all the years you served and bartended? Because honestly, side work, I think about it all the time. I like do it in my <laughs> sleep. I'm not even kidding, man. I'm rolling napkins in my sleep still. Dude, you have PTSD, I think. <laughs> you bring it up a lot. I do, because I bring it up like it's true. I know. I mean, listen, I, I feel you. But I think you might need to see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, do the fucking dishes. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But what do you have one? I would have to say the bottle bucket, like trying to bring the bottle bucket, like the recycling bucket. Oh, but like in like a pickle bucket or whatever. Oh, in like a huge um, recycling bucket, like a massive one, like for garbage that was loaded with bottles. And like when you threw it in the dumpster, all of like that nasty beer would come out. Yeah. And glass shattered towards your towards your face and eyes. Yeah. Like as you're like, yeah, screaming as it's coming at you. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, I hear that. Fuck fucking fuck recycling. You know what I mean? Yo, I worked somewhere. I told Laurent this before uh, on the show. I worked somewhere where um, they would pay uh, silverware rollers. So like mm-hmm. every shift you tipped out like two bucks mm-hmm. and they just like fucking pay these people to come in like four hours a day and just roll like a thousand silverware. Yeah. It was amazing. I can't beat it. No. Also, I just realized I haven't plugged our social media once through this whole fucking show. <laughs> so tell us your favorite, your least favorite side work on Twitter. Fucking hit us up. Show us your least favorite side work on Instagram at under the apron. Check us out on both. Slinging the dirtiest dishes. 
Let's go. 24 <laughs> Uh Dude, I never plug. I fucking. This is why we're going to fail because I don't uh, plug us. <laughs> At the same time, you can plug us. No one's stopping yeah. you. Me? Yeah, you. Who do you think I'm talking to? Our guest. <laughs> Our guest. It's on her. Hey, everybody, her listen. Job. Make sure to listen to the next episode of Please Don't Fuck My Dog. You can find <laughs> us on Twitter. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Laurent's Dog Gets Fucked. <laughs> Does he? So, Jen, you, you've been bartending for, for a long time, yeah? Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> um, so here's a question for you that I was thinking of the other night when I was working. How do you handle when you're hooking up your friends or if you even do anymore? Like... Mm-hmm. She definitely has because she's hooked me up before back in the day. Yeah, I, I mean, it comes with the territory, man. Unless you're working at some place really corporate, it's, it's to be expected that that happens. And I do it probably a little too heavy handed sometimes. Um, but the, the question is, when you do do it and and they don't tip well, and especially mm-hmm. if that's something that's relatively consistent, like how do you handle that situation? Yeah, that's a tough one, man. I mean, I think it's like you you have to have that conversation beforehand or you would have to like you know, let your friend in on like, this guy might be a little cheap, you know, you could change him, you know what I yeah. mean? But um, I've done that before. And that is, that's a tough one. That that really is tough. Um, Has that happened to both of you where you've hooked a friend up and they have not tipped that well? Has it yeah. happened to both of you? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yes, for you too, Jen. That's crazy. Yeah. I've been hooked up by the, by the both of you. You've both hooked me up on separate occasions, but like I'll tip, a hundred percent of the bill or right. whatever the fucking right. uh, exactly. if it's a fake tiny bill i'm tipping you know 500 whatever you're making out way better than you would have is essentially right. how i want the situation to go that's crazy that people wouldn't do that well you clearly just because you're not picking up on this chris jen and i are both talking about you this is an intervention <laughs> about you <laughs> there's fucking no way there no, is no, no way no, of course not and, and you work in the service industry i the, the thing is that that it, it becomes an interesting thing for me like i have one friend in particular who does it a lot and it's usually like he's there for two beers and then he leaves and sometimes he forgets to pay it all and whatever one of the problems is these guys get so used to it that they just expect this stuff and it's mm-hmm. like i get that because we're all close and you're here a lot and whatever, but it, it starts to cross a line. And then I get, I get resentful. Cause I'm like, why are you going to make me be the one to have to remind you of the line you're crossing? Like I'm already going out of my way to help you out. Just like, it's not that hard to keep in mind that this is somebody who's a helping you and be potentially putting their, their, their job on the line. Not that it's yeah. that serious, but it could be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, get, it it can definitely get frustrating. I I've rarely have that talk because the other part of it too, is like what I catch up with in myself is like, why am I hooking them up? Am I hooking them up because I'm hoping for a tip or am I hooking them up? Cause it's my friend who I, I, I don't mind giving them an extra beer or two. And, and the answer is the second one, but it still doesn't make it okay. So it's like, a, it's a very weird balance, you know, when, mm-hmm. when you're put in that situation. Mind boggling that people, you know, wouldn't even think to do the 20% that's expected. It's, it's very good. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Also, Jen, I'm just realizing right now, I think you're the first parent on the show. Ooh. Uh, so, and, and if I'm, if, yeah, if I'm wrong, I think we certainly haven't talked about it before. Like, is it, it does, I think does having right. a kid right. make, make it weirder, the, the bartending world any more difficult or like, what's that relationship like, or is it just like anything else? Um, you know what? It's, it's a little bit of both. I feel like it makes you more real, which I mean, Chris knows me pretty well. I'm pretty real, you know, but, um, it definitely like, you definitely have a level of bullshit that like you never tolerated before. So, um, 
it's it's definitely hard because like you want to be like okay you know you have to be like the nice like server or bartender whatever but like you reach like you're like I have a an infinite home like I have not slept I'm completely sleep deprived so like if you don't spit this out soon like you and I are gonna <laughs> in other senses it's like it just feels so good to be out because you're a parent that you're like so happy like hey stand there and talk I was like because you know I I know I have to go home to you know a kid that's screaming and throwing up on me so like you know keep the story going at the same time <laughs> different and are you still working are you still bartending right now no I don't no. think so but you also finish up your fucking masters right yeah so, yeah. so that's crazy mm-hmm. yeah finally good for you what, what's the masters in uh forensic psychology wow good for you yo that's awesome Oh, thank you. But that honestly, that's amazing. And and to, to be getting your master's in something so complicated while you know bartending part-time before and parenting full-time is I mean, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't want to do it. You haven't done <laughs> I, it. What'd you say, Laurent? You haven't done it. <laughs> I have not. I haven't done any, I have done none of those things. I've yeah. uh, no, I've bartended part-time. I've done that one part of it. <laughs> You're almost at your master's, dude. Right. Um, no, but congratulations, Jen. That's awesome. And, I, you know, I think one of the things we try to uh, magnify on the show or like bring attention to is when our, our guests have uh, been successful, you know, beyond the service world and have gone on to have good jobs or get masters. And, and I know that can be tough, especially because in, in the service world, because it's such a, a weird space, but uh, good for you to be able to, to accomplish that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. It's really yeah, not it's that big. Amazing. What do you mean it's not <laughs> a big deal? Are you fucking kidding me? That's a fucking pretty big deal i mean yeah. i'm as old as i am i should have a fucking doctorate by now so. <laughs> all right let's hit let's hit fast five and we'll wrap this up just so we're running all along so i'm gonna i'm gonna spit out five questions you're gonna give me the first thing that comes to your mind oh. um i wrote some interesting ones for this one so we'll see how it goes we used to always joke right, so the first few times we did this it didn't go so well lately it's been really going really great uh, but we always joke that it's going to be terrible. All right. So here we go. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? <laughs> animals. Your dream job when you were really little. Attorney. Your prison movie. You're going to prison forever. They say you can bring one DVD. It's got to be uh, coming to America. Yes. Nice. All right. Your number one Parmesan, eggplant, veal, shrimp, or chicken? Chicken. And what trend from the 90s would you bring back if you could with the snap of a finger? MC Hammer Pants. <laughs> Yo, I like that one because they're so <laughs> fucking comfortable. They are. Remember yeah. Skids? Oh, I thought about that the other day. They Yo, were so amazing. did I. I literally yeah. looked them up online like two weeks ago. Oh, my God. They were... Th- like now you get in trouble for wearing, you know, pajamas out in public, but you yo, could back. Yo, back then they were like the just Laurent, do you remember skids? No. You might have been like just like a like a three years too young, I feel like. Cause they they only lasted like two years and they were gone. <laughs> they were essentially like they were like MC hammer pants, but the crotch wasn't down to your knees. So regular crotch, but puffy pants, and their logo was uh the 
car skidding road sign on the butt pocket. They were like, the cool. <laughs> if you didn't wear fucking skids or you didn't skateboard, you weren't shit. When I was in <laughs> dude, speaking of fucking uh, 90s fashion, apparently Jankos is having like a pretty big resurgence. Like they're, they, I didn't even know they were still a fucking company. And now all of a sudden they're like becoming cool again. And I don't know, like, company. What the, how does that happen? I actually never, despite listening to the music that goes along with it and hanging out with the trash that goes along with it, I never <laughs> once, I never owned a pair of Jankos. There you go. I did. You did? Of course you did. Oh, man. I, did. Oh, I wish I could see you in a pair of Jankos. Dude, oh. little scrawny ass Laurent. Yeah, exactly. Big he weighs like Jankos. 60 pounds soaking yeah. wet, like his yeah, yeah, giant yeah. Jankos. Yep. Oh. All right. Well, this brings us to the end. Um, Jen, this I just want to say end. I appreciate you stopping by so, so Thank much. You. It was a blast. Jen, it was a pleasure to meet you. And again, congratulations on uh, on the Masters. Yeah. Are you finishing up that this year, right? I'm, yeah. Ember. So if Amazing. I don't get soon, Mason's going to fucking shoot me because I've been like, <laughs> he's like, when do you think you'll be finished? I'm like, I'm dragging it out, man. It's gonna be <laughs> yeah, but then you're going you're gonna to get to start uh, probably some amazing job. Like, I would like to work with the um, juveniles to try and like the kids that are incarcerated, try and like reintegrate them into society. So Damn, good for you. You're doing the Lord's work out there. Yeah, for real. Fucking A. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. That's very admirable. I, I uh, respect that very much. Thank yeah. you. Um, either way, I hope whatever you choose you enjoy because that's an amazing degree and i'm sure you've worked very hard for it i know we've talked about it many times um i'm sure it's tough it's interesting i've had yeah. many a break <laughs> yeah i bet with a kid nonetheless you know what i mean i can't handle any of that again all i've done <laughs> is part-tended part-tended bar line is really what i was gonna say but i meant bartended part-time anyway on that note yes i'd like to thank you everyone for coming under Checking thank the you Thank you oh, thank so you. much. Thank you, Jen, for coming. Please check us out on Instagram at Under the Apron uh, and uh, on Twitter as well. Thank you to all of our shit. You can <laughs> go have sex with your coworker in the dry storage area. And on thank that you. note, thank you. Love yeah. you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.